If you're uh, if you're watching, hey, the guess Facebook what? Live, Rich, we're just we're now, now live up? with the audio. Oh, okay. So, uh, so welcome again <laughs> um, to those uh, watching us on YouTube here on Facebook Live or listening to us on their favorite podcast platform on the smartphones. Yeah, this is the end. All right. The so we'll have to find out end. what this is the end means because uh, Mike didn't. Mike rarely tells me what the subject or the title of the shows is going to be. He's it's the more the end, creative Rich. type. <laughs> the end. It's the end of the football season, which means it's the end of Matt Nagy. Oh, okay. Yay! Okay, that makes sense. Great. It's also okay. probably the end of about a dozen other uh, coaches in the NFL. Um, yep. So, Maybe even the end of one player's NFL career as well. Probably. Probably. But he's but got a lot of talent, so... He's on the wrong side of 30, though. Oh, wait. That guy. I thought you were yeah. talking about the other guy. I don't know. We'll get to it. We'll get um, to all the NFL talk. We'll also have um, some f- fun news about more football to come this year and next. What else we got, Rich? Um, we'll be talking a little bit of hockey as we totally forgot about the winter classic when we were, uh, hanging out together last, last weekend. And I guess Gary Bentman wants to have hockey in the Olympics, but in the summer Olympics, not the winter. I, I know why I understand why hundred percent. I understand it. Um, and then, uh, We'll probably end the show talking about maybe some favorite memories of the great one, John Madden, yeah. who passed away last week. I mean, we talked about it on the two show weeks last ago, week, didn't we? Yeah, we talked about it, uh, but we kind of left a kind of gave a homework assignment for the two of us and also anybody yeah. that happened to watch it and comment on us last week, which I'm not sure if any of that was done about uh, favorite memories of the coach, Mr. John Madden. Uh, but Mike, all that we'll get the, we'll get into that more. So, but but before we do, what time is it, Mike? It's time to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts Mike and Rich. And we're back. So uh, before we get into any of the news of the week or any of our opinions or any of that stuff, we always have a poll question. We do. Rich, I uh, I apparently fell down on the wrong side of this poll question this week. Really? Yeah. And I'll explain why. As we always explain why we uh, where we fall on poll questions. Um this week's one uh, has, again, the way that I've voted in this entire poll contest has been along the same lines. Okay. So there's that. Okay. So this week's poll question, we're in tailgate food polls. You have chicken wings versus the pork chop. The pork karate chop. Mm-hmm. Um, man, 
Uh, we do have a shout-out, a comment shout-out from the poll question. Adam okay. Heath, friend of the show. Uh, cousin, right? Or former... uh, no, he was a, when I was in uh, high school, early college, we worked together at the movie theater. He was a manager. I was a supervisor. Yeah. Adam said chicken wings is probably the right answer. But I'm always about the pork, pork, pork. Uh you know, Adam, I uh, I too voted for pork, not because I think that because I'm all about the pork, about the pork. No vegan. Yeah, I did that. Sorry, that was okay. terrible. Anyway, but because pork chops are more of a meal that you have, like you grill it, you throw it on the grill, you cook it, you throw it on a bun, you have pork chop sandwiches. That's what a tailgate's all about. What do you throw on the grill? You pull it off, you put it between bread, and you eat it. And that's your that's your meal for a tailgate, correct? I mean, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm following your your reasoning. So, for me, as a tailgate, pork chops makes the most sense. Hey, and I can respect that. From that perspective, I can agree with you. But I choose to look at it as which food would I rather have if both plates are put in front of me and I can only choose one, I'm going to go with the chicken wings, Mike. I mean, you've never had my pork chops, though. I have not. If I grilled you up a pork chop that was so good that it made the chicken wing look like chopped liver. Yeah, I, I also tend to think of pork chops as a fork and knife, not a put in between a bun. That's just me. Pork chop sandwiches, so, man. So I went with chicken wings. How did the folks? How did the? How did the people vote, Mike? Like I said, I fell down on the wrong side of this poll. Nine to four in favor okay. of chicken wings. All right. A good pork chop sandwich, though, man. I mean, there there is something to be said for a good pork chop sandwich. So. Okay, so next week, um, when I was doing up round two, I realized we had an odd number of winners. Okay. So, Mike, you can overrule me if you want. So, I'm going to give Brisket a bye week. They're going to move on to round three. Okay. What are our other options? um, So, we're going to go with the... I'd have to look at how I seated them, but I think it's the two... Five matchup, which will be burgers and pulled pork. Okay. And then the three, let me just pull that up real quick. Riveting television, folks, I promise. I, I know. We're, we're totally prepared. Okay, so this week it will be the the two six matchup of burgers and pulled pork. Yeah, and then in two weeks it will be brats versus the four. Yeah, the four five matchup of brats and chicken wings. The three four matchup, three yeah three and five. Or here's here's one more option to give this this whole poll one more week, one extra week. We take all our oddballs, all our losers, pork chops, buffalo dip. Sub sandwich, chili, and ribs. We put them in one okay. pole. One pole? One pole. And you get a wild card. That wild card the brisket. goes up against brisket. 
All right, I like that. Let's do it. Okay. I haven't I haven't posted or just scheduled anything. It's just on on written paper. So let's do it. So so you'll be so folks, you will see a poll go live shortly after we get off the air, where you can choose one. Yes. One thing. One thing. Chili, the sub sandwich, buffalo chicken dip, pork chops, or barbecue ribs. Yep. The winner will face our number one overall seed, brisket. Yeah. In next week's poll. So nice idea, Mikey. I like it. So we'll retitle this a wild card I mean, matchup. That means we're going to have another. Uh, we'll have to have another wild card the week after. No, no, no. Because that they become they in turn become that evens us and puts six. Yes, but then we have three matchups, and so we'll have another the following week. <laughs> but in order to make that one work, here, here, I'm I'm making this up, folks. In order to make that one work, we're gonna take uh, just the, the two. So there's two. We're gonna the, if the wild card loses, that one's eliminated altogether. That's a double elimination. You're done. Okay. But whoever the two losers are left over. So like, let's say burgers and brats wins, and it's chicken. So we're, wins co- and- so, we're so we're almost reseeding them. Yeah. After each of these. Yeah. It's a du- we're doing a double elimination. Okay. Okay. So if pork chop wins the mega poll as we call as we're going to call it, then pork chops goes against brisket. I'm making things up here. If in theory. In theory. If brisket loses or if brisket wins, pork chop is eliminated. Period. End of story. Then we have burgers versus pork, brats versus chicken wings. Let's say burgers and chicken wings win. Then brats and pulled pork go against each other. And the winner of that goes against brisket the following week. And then we'll have two. And that'll only be two and... No, that'll be three again, won't it? No, it'll be two. No, I I think we're good. Okay. Because if we went burgers, it'll be what next week? Brisket wild card. Yep. Brought uh, burgers going against pulled pork. Yep. And brats versus... Brats and chicken wings. Chicken wings, yeah. And the winners of that, that... Yeah, that does get us down to three. So maybe we'll have another wild card. Pork chop cannot the winner if the wild card loses the brisket, they're automatically out. Yep. So maybe we'll take the three the three foods that didn't win in round two no. to give them a second chance. We'll workshop this afterward. Yep. We'll workshop this yep. once we get through round number two. Yep. So that way we're not taking up any more of this. Any more airtime than we already have with this, trying to make things up as we go. Hey, it's content, man. Content is king, right? It is. All right, Mike. So, um, we, we never asked how our weeks went. We always yeah. kind of yeah. always kind of do that as well. Yeah. Uh, you... So, how was your week? Yeah, eh, it was a little rough. Grace Grace has been sick this week, so I, I missed 
a day oh. and a half of work, and then Danielle missed half a, or three quarters of a day of work yesterday. So, um, yeah. Hopefully she's. I mean, she's like she's in good spirits. She's been mm-hmm. totally fine, but uh, she has been very like she just has thrown up a bunch. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Mike. So yeah. But outside of that, it's been it's been a good week. How about you? Okay. Um, it, it's always kind of, I guess, kind of rough coming back from um, a vacation when you don't have every single area that you're responsible for, like covered as covered uh, with a backup. Yeah. So it's kind of been playing a little bit of catch up this week, um, and we're still kind of still kind of digging out of a hole with uh, some of the process areas that I handle. Uh, for my job, but it's moving along. I mean, the, the finish line's still a ways out there, uh, but we're making progress to getting there, though. Okay. And that's what's important. Well, that's good. Progress is always king. Um, the drive down went okay, though? Yeah, the drive down went just fine. So, And uh, we got a nice surprise when we came home as our driveway was cleared. Uh, we had originally thought, hey, the sun must have really done some man the sun really hit the driveway really well and it, it cleared it but uh then we found out a couple hours later that uh my father-in-law ron came over and cleared the driveway for us while we were gone <laughs> i almost i have a we have a you uh, you know him i almost called dustin to see if he uh uh to see if he uh oh from church yeah from passion uh, either way, I mean, it, it was nice to come home to a clean driveway. That's one of the reasons why we left as early as we did on on Monday was so we could get home and get that driveway cleared. So it was nice to already see that um, done. So talking, kind of talking about the weather, that kind of was the big story at the Winter Classic that we totally missed out on last weekend. Totally missed out on it. It was the coldest winter classic or or outdoor game in general in the NHL's history. They were actually heating the ice, Mike, not keeping it cold, heating it. Yeah, I heard that. To keep good ice conditions for the game. I heard that. That's that's crazy. It's it's one of it's. I would have liked to have seen it. I think it was like a it was a six to two uh, victory for the visiting Blues. Yeah, I I totally sad we're missing. We were, I mean, we were caught up having fun all day though. We had a great we time. We, I'm not, I'm sad we missed the game. I'm not sad we missed the game though. Yeah, it would have been neat to watch, but I mean, it would have been you and I watching it, and everybody else would have been like, uh, okay, this is boring. Can we do something else? So yeah. All right, so I guess the other uh, story to come out of the Winter Classic is that, and I apologize for the link, Mike, because it doesn't appear uh, to be opening it up, is I guess Gary Bettman wants to move, wants to have the Olympics, wants to have the NHL hockey put into the Olympics, but as a summer Olympic sport instead of a winter Olympic sport so that it doesn't conflict with the NHL schedule. What yeah, are your thoughts I, on it, Mike? I like the concept. 
I mean, I like hockey. I love big hockey. Uh, big hockey is uh, it, so. Uh, for those that don't know, hockey in baseball is or in in the Olympics is ten generally played on a bigger arena. International hockey is played significantly different than what we see as uh, hockey in the states with the NHL. Um, with that being said, uh, when, I mean, it'd be hard for that. I think they'd be hard pressed to get in the summer venue, uh, have a place to do it. By the way, uh, what happens if, if Africa gets, if some country in Africa, if South Africa, let's say South Mm -hmm. Africa gets the summer Olympics. When are we holding those summer Olympics? I don't know. Go, keep keep going with that train of thought, Mike. The Summer Olympics, if it's held in South Africa, will be held ju- uh, in uh, in between uh, November through February, because that's the summertime for South Africa. So, so hold on, Mike. Let's say, but anywhere other Australia. Okay, but even if the Australia is hoping is hosting the summer games and it's still being hosted during the normal what's classified as summertime for most of the world, I think. Um for for the participating countries, I thought, but isn't it but even taking a look at what the winter time temperatures are in South Africa. Isn't that basically anybody else's summertime anyway? Doesn't matter. They play in the summer. I mean when when Australia had the Olympic the Summer Olympics, look mm-hmm. it up. Look it up. Okay. When Australia had the Summer Olympics, it was held in their summer. Um Um and so uh if if the summer if the summer olympics is held and hockey is in it and it's in the sou- southern hemisphere it's going to be held in uh, in our winter okay that's just how it is so i i think the nhl is kind of like in a in a unique position is they have players in their league that want to play in these games yeah as unlike the nba no, the NBA where, players want to play. A lot of them do, but there's some there's some growing concern of you. You'll see certain players elect not to play or will opt out because well, their team just came off a long finals run. I need a break. Yeah, or I don't want to. Or the NBA is trying to say, well, well, we don't want you to just come in and train with the team a couple months before the games. We want you to commit to two or three Olympics or or basketball tournament qualifying tournaments for the Olympics. So we can kind of have build team camaraderie and actually look like we're an actual team and not a collection of great players out on the court together. Yeah. I mean, is it almost time to maybe stop the you stop having the use of professional athletes when all the other Olympic sports are in theory, amateurs or that's not, not true. Not classified as multimillionaire professionals. That's not true. Ask Michael Phelps how much money he makes. Okay. Ask Ask uh, Usain Bolt how much. I mean, 
I'm, I'm looking it up. Okay. I mean, personally, I don't see, I, I could mean if you have, if you have buy-in from individual players, buy-in from the players association, why not every four years, hockey just pauses. You saying hockey puts a pause on their season for two weeks and that's the all-star break. Yep. Every four years. Here's that's, what I want you to do. Classified as the all as the all-star break. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to, I want you to give me what you think the over under Usain Bolt's net worth is. Is this in US dollars or his currency? US dollars. 3.5 million? You are worth... so low you're okay. going you're going to 90 million dollars Usain Bolt's okay. worth. Okay. But you have some of these professional athletes that are making that in one year, not okay, the total net worth. But, but tell me again that these guys aren't professionals. Michael Phelps worth $80 million. These guys are still professionals. We don't, uh, And most countries... So, A, in the United States... If you make the U.S. team, you get a pretty decent stipend, and on top of it, you get paid to, to work out, to train. Now, does that mean that you're going to be Michael Phelps rich? You're going to be Usain Bolt rich? You're going to be NBA-level rich? No, not at all. But these guys are professional athletes. They are paid to play. So, um I'm not. It's not even a. It's not even a thought for me. Okay. You. you that. That's a good point, Mike. I'll, I'll take it. So to say that that we can't have professional. No, that's dumb. Okay. And I mean, other countries play pay way more. Pay their athletes way more than the U.S. does. We actually pay a very minimal amount compared to a lot of other countries. Base and and when I say that, I don't mean overall wealth. Yes, there are a lot of like a lot of our athletes make more money overall than what they do in other countries, but compared to their their uh national average income, other countries tend to pay a lot more to their athletes than we do here in the states. Okay. So, I'll give you that one. I So, yeah. I mean, your your concern of well, they they wouldn't have the venue to to stage ice hockey at a summer Olympics. I mean, most of the time you're putting a basketball in uh, regular five on five basketball in on the size of an arena or an arena where you could easily put a rink. And then you put the just like an NBA team, just like when an NHL team and an NBA team share an arena, the rink is below the NBA is below the basketball court. So it would just be a a scheduling thing of, all right, you can't have basketball and hockey being played at the same time since they share the, since they share the same venue. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could work. I'm not saying it, it couldn't work. I just think that, um, I just think it's going to be a better, I, I just don't know that I, my biggest problem with it is that the summer Olympics may be in the middle of the hockey season anyway. Now, yes, most summer Olympics are going to be held in the Northern Hemisphere. 
That's just where the majority of our population lives. The world's population lives in the Northern Hemisphere. But you can't exclude the Southern Hemisphere from getting in the Olympics, putting it smack dab in the middle of year Olympics. Then are you going to say, well, this time we can't have it. We can't have hockey in the summer. Cause... No, I agree. Take your, take your all-star break, make it four weeks, have the Olympics, do like you've done for years. What's wrong with it? Yeah, I mean, the, the NHL as a whole may, might lose out on that money every four years without without staging an actual all-star game, but there's still a good chunk of players that aren't going to be in the Olymp- aren't playing in the Olympics. Yeah. So you just, if those, if the players that make the Olympics opt to participate in the Olympics rather than be a participant in the all-star game, then they opt out and you replace that player with somebody else that's having just as equal as a good team. And you could still stage an all-star game, even if you're going to be competing with Olympic hockey as well. Yeah. Or you just take a four week break and you extend the season. It only happens every four years. Yep. I mean, you don't either... hear too much about the hockey qualifying like you do the basketball qualifying. It's either so that or you eliminate you... hockey from your from the Olympics. And I don't. I don't want to see that either. When I when I think of hockey, I think of wintertime. I don't think of summertime. Yeah. No. I, I can under. I, totally I can agree. understand. I, I can understand why basketball is in the summer games, even though in the NBA it plays mostly during. It starts more in the wintertime. Yeah. I I mean either way. So here's the other problem. If you do it in the summer Olympics, let's say you do it in you do it in June. Mm-hmm. Now you're interrupting playoffs. Or your face or your or your might have to or you have a convert or maybe some of those players are having to make the tough decision. All right, do I do I leave my Stanley Cup playoff team? to start training camp for the Olympics or, or would, or is there going to be some sort of exception to where hockey gets scheduled later on in the Olympics so that players can arrive and it's a and team get sport. So it's going to be one of those things that they have to have the qualifyings. It's, it lasts hockey lasts the entire winter Olympics. It'll last the entire summer Olympics too. It, there's no good way to do it. You either have it in the Olympics and you interrupt your winter season or you don't have it in the Olympics and you just don't have hockey in the Olympics. Or option three, the NHL chooses not to not to interrupt his season if players want to leave the team to go participate, to go play for their country. Yep. They can do that. Yep. Or you say no. The players' association and the league step down and say, "Nope, no hockey, no NHL players in the in the playoffs. Whether you want to leave your team and take unpaid time off away from your professional contract or not, yeah. If you get hurt, it's on you. You owe us X amount of dollars. If you get hurt playing in a non-sanctioned NHL game while the season's going on, yep. That I mean, that that seems like the kind of debate that you'd have to have there. Um, but we have spent as much time on this as we have allotted for the game Mm -hmm. or for today, uh, we will, again, I don't think it makes sense either way. 
either you're interrupting your playoffs or you're interrupting um you're either you're interrupting playoffs or you're interrupting the uh the um the season in general all right so a uh an end of the season we we've reached the end of the line for college football the national championship game is monday yep number one alabama number three georgia a rematch of the sec championship game um mike who do you who's your pick to win just because i hate the tide let's go georgia all right i i think i like georgia too i think this is the year that Nick Saban loses to an assistant. Yeah. In a national championship. I'm I'm going for the Bulldogs as well. Okay. All right, Mike. Keep on rolling in the football field. We're gonna recap week seventeen. So the Bears uh, played a- the Giants at a astonishing twenty nine to three win. I did not I saw a win. I did not see that coming. Rich, we both picked the Bears. You are ten and six. I am eleven and six. They are the reverse of your I can't be eleven and six and you be ten and six. Dang it, did I count it wrong again? I'm either 11 and 5, and you're 10 and 6, or we're both 10 and 6. But either way, the Bears are 6 and 10 on the season. So, uh, good on us both for picking that. Lots of the week, Rich. You picked the Packers over the Vikings at 37 to 10. The Packers made that game look easy, winning, making the Vikings uh, ho- like the Vikings are dashed beyond belief, and uh, the you are thirteen and four for locks of the week. Rich, thank you for updating it. I am eleven and five for Bears picks this year. Rich, how did I do on my lock of the week? Well, Mike, it was a close game as the Bucks pulled out a last-second victory, beating the Jets twenty-eight to twenty-four, improving your record to fourteen and three. Uh, for upsets, yep. Mike, you picked the Dolphins over the Texans, which I Titans. which I still agree was a good pick. Titans. The Dolphins were going into that game hot. However, they left Nashville kind of cold, as the Titans went in and the Titans went in and won thirty four to three, dropping your record down to six and eleven. And I didn't put it in the outline, but the Steelers beat the Browns twenty six twenty. 26 to 14 uh giving ben one final victory in heinz field and that improves my record in locks and upsets to seven and ten and i am six and eleven in upsets heading into the so a couple of things we got to talk about this week um we'll get we'll make our picks and then we'll talk to playoff scenario kind of some interesting uh things going on in the playoff picture Excuse me. Okay. Will then oh. uh, the playoff scenario, which will then affect how your power rankings work, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about power rankings. How's that sound for a plan for this portion of the N M or the National Football Talk? Sounds good. All right. So we start every week giving you our pick for the Bears games. The Bears will be traveling up to Minnesota. Mike, who are you taking? Uh, I will not be going to this game. The Vikings okay. will win. And uh, yeah, that'll be a good that'll be a good game. It'll be a good game, but the Vikings are going to win. Yeah, I'm going to give it to the Vikings as well. Um, the only thing that I'm glad to see come out of this 
I don't like the circumstances on why he's not playing in the game, but I'm glad that he's not playing, and that's the Justin Fields will not be playing in the game due to being having to put on the COVID list. I don't remember reading if he actually has COVID or if he had to be put on the list due to a close contact. But I'm he's also not happy to play in the game. I'm also the other good thing that comes out of this is it's the last game for Matt Nagy. Yay! Yes, they. I believe they have informed him that he will not be back next year. Now oh. the next thing that comes into mind is will Ryan Pace be back next year? That's a good question. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, but uh, let, that's part of our quick hit. All sorts of craziness going on. Uh, so uh, this week's lock of the week, it is the last week of the year. Rich, it's an even week. That gives you the rights to pick first. Who is your lock of the week? I'm going to go with the Bills over the Jets. Okay. The Jets aren't Jets. The, the Bills still have something to play for as they're playing for playoff seeding. And I think they, I think they still need to win to secure the NFC AFC East divisional crown. So they're not going to pull their starters or take it easy on the jets. They they're going to make sure they get a win. Similarly, I am picking a team that has to win basically to make it into the playoffs. I'm picking technically. Yes. I'm picking the Indianapolis Colts over the Jags. Uh, and we'll get into why that makes makes a makes actually uh, it makes something worthwhile. Rich, who you picking for your upset of the week? My upset, I'm going to go with uh, the Steelers getting a win over the Ravens to put the final nail in the coffin for their playoff hopes, and Big Ben gets a win to go out on a two-game winning streak before he retires. I am also picking a divisional game. The divisional game I'm picking is one that most people think is a crazy pick as an upset, but time and time again, this team has proven that they can swing up, uh, they can swing above their weight class when it comes to playing this other team, and that's the Miami Dolphins beating the the New England Patriots. Okay. The Dolphins always give the Patriots a hard time, especially in Miami, especially when the the pa- Patriots need the win for something for something, uh, if the Patriots win uh, and the the Bills lose, the Patriots can can win the division, right? Isn't that how that works? We'll get into that to make okay. sure that they can clinch the playoffs. So let's go ahead and get into that before we go into our power rankings. Okay. So what we know right now is that the Tennessee Titans have clinched their division and will make the playoffs, period. That's a a lock. What we don't know is their seeding. If it were to end, if this week was the first week of playoffs, they'd be the number one seed with the bye. But, and they have a 79% chance to make that happen, by the way. 79% chance. Kansas City Chiefs are ranked number two in the AFC currently. They have a 17% chance to make it into the number one seed. They've clinched the division and the a playoff berth. Yeah, Cincinnati so Bengals the... have okay. clinched their division and a playoff berth. Go ahead, Rich. 
Nope. I, I see where you're going. So, uh, Buffalo Bills, um, they're they are going to make the playoffs. It's just whether they make it as the champion, as a as the divisional champ or a wild card team. Same thing with the Patriots, as they could flip playoff seedings depending on the results. The Colts, technically today, before action starts, are in the playoffs. Could be with a victory, they make the playoffs. If they lose. They need to hope that the Chargers and Raiders do not tie Correct. in the Sunday night game of the week. Yeah, the last game of the year. The last regular last season game, game of, of the year. year. If the Raiders and Chargers tie, both of them get in, the Colts are out. Yep. And then the Colts are technically the number seven seed in the AFC based on their records or tiebreakers. But if they lose, their, if they win on Sunday night, they are in. And that gets us to the Raiders, who could win with a win. Technically, the Steelers and the Ravens are still alive in the AFC. Yep. For the... Okay. So that's... Again, that is crazy. If the Colts lose, the Chargers and the Raiders could make an agreement that says, we're going to tie this game. We're going to tie this game yeah. and make it into the both make it into the playoffs. So here's how the Steelers get in, Mike. This okay. is kind of funky too. So they will need to win at Baltimore. Okay. And because and for the Colts to lose, and because tiebreakers are funky in the word these the words of ESPNs, they need the Chargers Raiders game to not end in a tie. It doesn't matter who wins. So if they win the Colts lose, and the Chargers-Raiders game does not end in a tie. Big Ben goes to the playoffs. Okay. How does Baltimore make the playoffs? Baltimore will need to get to the playoffs. They'll need to beat the Steelers and get losses from the Colts, Browns, Chargers, and Dolphins. Colts, Browns, Chargers, the and Browns Dolphins? The Browns are still somehow... I don't know how the Browns factor in. I okay. think the Browns are playing the Bengals. Okay. So maybe it's a strength of schedule thing for tiebreakers. So let's head over to the NFC. Rich, do you want to do you want to do the number one seed? I mean, neither one of us wants to talk about this number one seed. No, it's the Packers. They've it's, clinched it. They yeah. they can't lose the number one seed. The playoffs will go through Lambeau Field. Um, right now, the number two seed is the Rams, although they have not clinched it yet. The Bucks are sitting at number three. They are going to the playoffs. Same with the Rams. They're going to the playoffs. They just don't know their seeding yet. And the, um, the, the Bucks have clinched their division. The Rams yep. still have not. No. All right. The Dallas Cowboys are in. They have clinched the division. The Cardinals are technically your number one wild card team and would take on the Rams in the playoffs. Yep. San Francisco gets number six. And no, I have that have they would play seven. the Cowboys. The Cardinals would play the Cowboys in the first round. If it ended today, it would be the Cardinals and the Cowboys. Oh, yep, you're you're right. The Eagles take on the Eagles get the Rams. Yep. I'm I'm sorry. And then the Niners. So still in the hunt are the Saints. For the Saints to avoid elimination, they need to they can clinch a playoffs with a win at the Falcons combined with a loss by the 49ers. Yeah, I think it's crazy that 
the 49ers cannot are not clinched but the but Philadelphia is <laughs> how crazy is that even though technically the 49ers are the 6th seed and the Eagles are the 7th seed so if the Niners lose and New Orleans wins New Orleans becomes a 7 and Philly becomes an 8 yeah I guess so. It does not. If the Philly in the did. article that I have, it doesn't say why the Eagles have have clinched. So, well, because they I mean their game kind of matters a little bit with Dallas today, because it could affect where they're seated at, depending on where what happens in the game. Yeah. So, with that being said, let's head into our. Uh, our analysis of all of this and get into the power rankings. You ready with that, Rich? Yes, sir. Okay. Number one overall. I don't think anybody's denying it. Nobody likes it, but we're not denying it. Right? No, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of it, um, but, you know, that's where they go. Number two, the Bucks. I actually put the Rams here. Oh, okay. Um, surprising, because what if they lose their division? Then yes, they will go down. Okay. Um, I have the Bucks at number two. Uh, number three is where I actually have the Rams. I put the Titans here at number three. Okay. The number one overall seed for the AFC. Okay, I don't mind that. Number four, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is where I put the Chiefs. Okay. So you have the one and two seeds in the top four is what yeah. you did. Okay. Uh, number five, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. This is where I put the Bucks. Okay. I, I just wasn't I – mean, they still got the victory against the Jets, but it was just a two – that was just a closer game than I would have liked to have seen. Okay. Um, number six is where I have the Tennessee Titans. I put the Bengals here. Okay. That's uh They had a great victory against the Chiefs last week. Man, that's a that gets rewarded that's in my a eyes. Big jump for you and I. Um indifference and I'll we'll get there eventually. Uh I have number seven, the Buffalo Bills. We agree, Mike. I put the Bills at number seven as well. Number eight is where I put the Cowboys. Okay. Okay, not mad at you for it. Number eight is where I have the Arizona Cardinals. Number nine, Rich, I have the New England Patriots. Um, I put the Cardinals here. And at number 10, I have the Indianapolis Colts. I put the Pats at number 10, the Colts at 11. And I put the Cincinnati Bengals at 11. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And number, let's, let's go all the way, let's get, uh... Let's go to 15. Let's go to 15. Number 11, I have the Chargers. I put the Colts here. Or, number 12, I have the Chargers. I'm sorry. I put the Bolts at 12, number 12 as well. 13, I have the Raiders. I have the 49ers. They're making the playoffs. Technically, the Raiders need to win to get in the playoffs. I, I'm not opposed to that. That's not terrible. Number 14, I have the Eagles. That's where I put the Eagles as well. And at number 15, I have the Baltimore Ravens. I put the Raiders, since the Raiders have a clearer path to the playoffs than the Ravens. 
Okay. And um, I put six... the the Saints at sixteen since they have a better chance of making the playoffs. Let's just do and the then... whole thing. See, sure. I mean, we're going quick. There's not there's okay. not a huge amount of debate on any of these. Uh, I don't mind that. I put sixteen for the San Francisco 49ers. Okay. Seventeen. I have 17. the Pittsburgh Steelers. I put the Ravens here, but I didn't have the Steelers down too far as I gave the Steelers number 18. That's where I put the Dolphins. Okay, I have the Dolphins at 19. At 19, I have the Saints. Okay, 20, I put the Browns. I put the Broncos. The Broncos are at number 21 for me. 21 is the Falcons. Um, I gave 21 to the to the Broncos, so number 22, that's where I put the Vikings. And 22 is where I put the Browns. 23 is where I have the Vikings. Um, I put the Falcons in the number 23 hole. And 24, I have Seattle. We agree. 25, 25 Mike. I have the Redskins. I mean, the, the Washington football team. Um, I put the Bears here. Okay. I have the Bears one lower at 26. That's where I put the football team, Mike. Okay. At 27, the Carolina Panthers. Agreed. 28 is where I put the Texans. I put the Jets there. Okay. 29, I have the Jets. 29, oh, I'm sorry, I have the Jets. 28, I have the Giants. Giants, okay. then Jets. Um, I put the Giants at number 30, and then I think we can agree on the bottom two, the Lions and the Jaguars in that order. Yep. And my number okay. 30 is the Texans, by the way. Oh. Okay. Um, I you know not a lot to debate. We both not really. The Bengals was a really far gap. Yeah, and but I mean that's where my eyes of divisional crowns come in as a tiebreaker and who they beat that week. And I again am looking at a hundred percent where I think they deserve to be in one to one to thirty two. I don't care about the playoffs. I don't care about any of that. Yes, I understand that the playoffs is how you win, how you crown a champion. But in the regular season, I putting who I think from one to thirty-two is the best and has played the best so far, all the way down. That's why I don't I don't think the Bengals have played the best played in the top ten this year. That's the only one that we really dis- have huge amounts of disagreement on. A little bit with the Cowboys. I think you had the Cowboys up a little higher. And the Cowboys at four. Okay, and I put them at eight. Have the Cowboys been playing better? Do they have a division lock? They do. You put them as the worst of the division locks. I did, because I think there's that. They've kind of been up and down a little bit here lately. That's where I've maybe may have looked at the looked at the basis of what have you done for me lately. So the you're saying the Bills and the Patriots Bengals. are that much Bills. better of a team? I think so. I think okay. those two teams have a very good chance of going making making it further in the playoffs than the Cowboys do right now. You actually have them one one and the, one above and one below. So mm. it's not really that huge of a deal. Yeah. But all right, so those are our power rankings. Um we'll probably run through them one last time. 
Yep. Uh, next week, as with the regular season wrapping up and finalizing our playoffs, as we will not continue power rankings into the wild card round of the playoffs. That's correct. Okay. Uh, this week, man, we have a whole section of uh, of NFL quick hits, quick hits that are just NFL related. Mm-hmm. Um. So first, let's start off with the biggest ridiculous story of the week. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown being cut from the team, strips down to his just his pants, jumps around and dances as he waves goodbye to the team to the fans leaving the stadium. Apparently, got showered. And left. I don't know if he actually showered, but he got dressed, left the entire stadium before the team got back there by the end of the st- by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So, what's your overall opinion of it, Mike? Because I kind of have two different opinions. So, I had I had the opinion of when I first heard about the news. Okay, and then my opinion of it kind of changed by about Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, when more details started coming out about what happened. This sounds like typical Terrell Owens behavior. Yeah. That's my basic reaction. Now, according to the team, uh, he refused to go in and play on a couple of different plays. So Bruce Arians said, you're done. Get out of here. It was the position coach that told him, all right, you're done. Get out of here. But no. that could have been coming from Bruce Arians. No, Bruce as well. Arians came over and said to him, and he admitted, he went over and said, "What's going on?" And he said, "I'm not playing. I'm, I'm, I can't do it." And Bruce claims he said, "I got. Uh, I'm not getting the ball. I'm not going in." Hmm. Okay, that's Bruce's claim, his initial claim. Then, uh, then we have, uh. AB's side. Now, this is probably what kind of changed your mind. It was. Okay. Totally Tell us what AB's... So my initial reaction when I heard about it, see, started seeing the videos and hearing about it on Sunday was that, wow, this is AB going prima donna again, not wanting to be a team player and just up and leaving because yeah. maybe he wasn't getting his way or just wasn't getting his way and just it the fuse was lit and it it the the fuse finally got to the end of the fuse and he blew up and decided to quit instead of go into the game yeah but ab's side of the story is that he was dealing with an ankle injury the team knew about it the doctors knew about it the coaching staff knew about it he had tried to play through it as as best he could during the first half of the game and when it came time to the third quarter, when the confrontations were going back and forth about, hey, we need you into the game, but we're going we're gonna to run this play. We need you in there. And him saying, no, I can't, I can't go. My ankle's too bad. That's when kind of the story, that's when kind of my opinion changed of it. All right, this is just another AB, AB acting out again. And it kind of flipped to, if that's, if that's, particularly true i think the bucks could have handled it better instead of saying nope you're done and trying to play the card of well he was cleared to play 
so you should go in and play. The re typical response would should have been, all right, go talk to the doctor. Um, what did the doc say? Have you Are you just standing on the sideline saying your ankle's not good enough to play and not going to the doctor? To this team. Hang on. I got to mute this. That seems to be my problem with it, is if his ankle was bad enough to where he felt that, hey, I, I need to get this checked out. I can't I can't go in there and make football-type moves on the ankle and play to be an effective player in the game, then go see the doctor. I have a problem with this, Rich. Okay. And I will – I'm, I'm going to play it for the people. Sorry you're not going to get it, but um... – I am going to play a clip from from Fox as he runs off the field. Okay. Okay. All right, go ahead. Hang on, let me let me get this real quick. Okay. I have to I'm doing this. Okay. And here we go. He is dancing and running and jogging off the field. If his ankle is so bad, he cannot play. Does he do this? Does he jump around in the end zone, hyping up the crowd, walking out, giving a one, giving one finger, then two fingers in a peace sign, one finger like this, not the other one yeah. finger salute. If he does that, you're telling me, you are telling me, folks, that he is so injured he can't play, but he can walk off the field like this? Sprinting and cutting are different than jogging off the field and maybe jumping up and down. But he yes, is I so can see bad, he, he can't think about playing. And you're telling me that he's dancing off the field like that. Yeah, I mean, I told I me mean, I'm surprised. I'm surprised in myself that I'm siding with AB on this one, but I kind of am. I think both, but at the same time, I think both players, both people, handled it the wrong way. I, he should have been walking off the field, going to the doctor, instead of going go to the blue medical tent, get checked out, and then walk off the field with the team physician or the NFL's independent physician to go get further testing on it. Don't dance off the field and make a scene like he did. And the coaching staff should have, their coaches' responses should have been, all right, if you're not going to go with the game, you're done, you're done. No, it should have been, all right, go see Doc if you don't, if you don't think you're good enough to go into the game. Prove to us that, that it's not, that your ankle is missing to the point missing is messed up to the point that you don't feel that you can perform up to football playing standards again i want to take i, I want to take be as sympathetic as i can but i watch how he danced off the field and there's no reason why you're dancing off the field like that unless I mean, if your ankle is so bad that you you can't even think about it. We've watched guys go out on the field and not be able to walk off after the last play because they put they left it all on the field and their ankle hurts so bad they can't walk anymore. Yep. Yeah. And we have and A.B. 
dancing off the field, hyping up the crowd, jumping up and down. If your ankle's that bad that you can't get out there, you're not doing that. Yeah, where was the staff at? If if the team's coaching staff is saying you're done, get leave, get out of here. Where's the coaching? Why didn't somebody? Why didn't a staffer walk with him and escort him to the locker room so he couldn't do something stupid like that? Of dancing I think the around bigger problem wasn't that. I think he he just said, "Then you're done. You're not playing anymore." All right, fine. I'm going. <laughs> and he just said, "Fine, whatever," and left. Hmm. Um. Is his career over, Rich? I think it is. I think he's worn out his welcome with too many teams. Um, he wore out his welcome in Pittsburgh and New England, two teams that have reputations for having a culture that could bring anybody into, and they can be a great team member. He's no yeah. longer on those teams. He got cut or he forced his way off of those teams. Yep. Forcing his way off of Pittsburgh, being cut by New England. And now he's almost, he's starting to burn a bridge in Tampa because he's told his buddy, he's starting to question his friendship with AB, with uh, Tom Brady saying, we're only friends because I'm a good football player. I'm no longer on his team, so I don't feel like I'm his friend anymore. No, I I totally understand. So I think he's done. I mean, he's on the wrong side of, he's on the wrong side of 30 and do you would you want to have that much of a prima donna or head case for essentially a number three wide receiver? Yeah, I I think AB is has the talent though to be a number one right wide receiver. He has the talent. His head case makes him a number three. Let's I'm gonna put it out there. He has the talent. This is why I think he still gets back. Why don't you go to a team where you where you got somebody like Patrick Mahomes passing to you? Why don't you go to I mean we know that Baltimore loves their murderers and crazy ex-cons and all that. Why doesn't he go there? Is he not wild enough for Baltimore? Is that the problem? You're smirking cuz you know I'm right. Yeah, you're right. Those are two good examples of teams that he could go to. It comes down to, does A.B. want to play by the team's rules? Because the whole reason why he left Pittsburgh was was because he felt that he saw Ben Roethlisberger on the sideline getting preferential treatment, getting easier practices or not having to work as hard in practices. So he said, hey, Big Ben's over there doing not having the practice due to his injury why am i out here busting why am i out here busting my butt on a on a bad ankle or random injury yeah that's just as bad why can't you lay off of me and give me some extra rest before the game the other side is is that andy reed won't put up with that bs so andy reed is definitely out that's not even a question i don't think he'll actually go to kansas city but i think there i think i would not be surprised but andy reed doesn't put up with bs doesn't um but baltimore would be i i could totally see him landing in baltimore i could see baltimore i could almost see dallas depending on what team what players if like one of their wide receivers leaves and ab steps into that slot receiver number three wide receiver role jerry loves him Um, some psychos he does all right another thing that came out of um 
Sunday's action was a railing collapse yeah. at FedEx Field. Yeah. That injured some fans and almost hurt Jalen Hurts as he was going to the jogging into the into the dugout into the into the locker room. And apparently so, the fans argued that they weren't given any medical treatment. No, yeah, the the team, the football team is saying, yeah, we the, we we offered medical treatment. Everybody left the stadium on their uh, on their own power, but supposedly the fans that were on the sideline were given the impression that the Washington staff were more concerned of get off the field. What are you doing on the field? Get out of here. Yeah. And it was Jalen Hurts was the ones asking, "Hey, are you okay?" After he dodged the fans falling from the railing. Yeah. Um, so the railing itself, I guess, was in a handicapped section that wasn't built or reinforced to handle fans leaning on it like what happened so they could slap hands or get a high five or pat pat players on the back as they left the field. Rule number one, any railing that is within arm's reach of a player needs to be reinforced. Rule number two, any railing that is in <laughs> arm's reach of a fan needs to be reinforced. Because what do people do when they go to football games? They crowd. Oh, they no, crowd no, no, no. Like no, you're thinking, you're thinking the too nice away, the way you and I do it. I'm talking what do other people who love to waste their money do when they go to football games? Oh, they get wasted. They get drunk. And when you get drunk, you need something to lean on, don't you? You do. And so you lean you. on a railing. And if you're telling me it's not reinforced, you're an idiot for building it not reinforced. You reinforce everything at every stadium, no matter what. I have seen guys leaning on upper deck. Like, we've been to games in the upper deck where we've watched people leaning on stuff because they can't hardly stand themselves. you you got to reinforce everything. That's dumb. Okay. Uh, also, who's staying? Who's going? What? Let's both give three predictions, not in the NFC North, of okay. people you think that are going to be fired. Because we know at least two in the NFC North that we are ninety percent. We are you and I are at ninety percent sureness of them being fired. We'll give those right off the bat. That's going to be Matt Nagy and uh, Mike Zimmer. Tomorrow's game is the mm-hmm. last time we will see either of those team playing for or coaching the team for which they are coaching tomorrow. I can agree with that. I don't know if I can give you three more names in addition to those two, because obviously I don't think Daryl Bevel is going to keep the job, the head coaching job in Jacksonville. And I also don't think that even if the Raiders win and they go to the playoffs, that Rick Biancia is going to keep the head coaching job in LA. So I'm not going to count those as replacements either. Okay. I would have counted those, but that's fine. I think a name that we'll probably agree on that probably will go in another a team that'll go in another direction, I think is Denver. And so I don't think Vic Fangio is going to get a, get a third year. Yeah. Um, I think Vic, Vic has shown the door. Um, how close to, is Joe judge? The, the team supposedly has committed to bringing back Joe judge. The question is whether the GM will be back as well, whether he's fired or whether he resigns. So a new general manager is going to be 
get a lame duck coach in Joe Judge. Um, the players supposedly buy in, and they and the team is committed to bringing him back next year. The next argue, the next question I have, and again, I'm not bringing up people that I think that are actually going to get fired, uh, but may resign and or leave ac- uh, in a way that is mostly acrimonious. Uh, how about Pete Carroll? I could see Pete Carroll doing it. He's he's in his 70s now and it comes down to I think it could come down to how much of a rebuild Seattle goes into yeah um, if they trade Russell Wilson away and they go the draft and develop route for their next quarterback instead of maybe bringing in a veteran quarterback from another team yeah I think that could depend on whether they do I could also see Seattle playing the game of, all right, we're, we want Russ to stay here, and the only way Russ is going to stay is if you're gone. So do you want to resign or do you want to be fired? Because we need to move in another direction, and we feel that we can do that better with a quarterback in place rather than cleaning house and getting rid of the quarterback and starting over from scratch. Um, Arthur Smith. He's in year one. I think he's going to get some more I thought time. He was in, in year two. Oh no, he's the off. He was the offensive coordinator. Okay, so yeah, of he... Tennessee. He's not going to go anywhere. Um, I think Matt Rule returns only because of that contract that he has. Yeah. Even though there's whispers that the owner is kind of ashamed for giving him that type of type of deal. Yeah. Does Jim Harbaugh come back to the NFL? I will say if and only if to Chicago. Okay. I don't see anywhere else. I, people are saying Detroit as a potential, but or Denver as a potential. Um, I've I've almost seen I've I've heard the Raiders ooh. as a potential landing spot for Harbaugh. Harbaugh is now in the position where. He only has to go because he wants to go. He beat Ohio State this year. He won the Big Ten. Fans are in love with him again. He only has to go if he wants to go. That's number one. Number two is, and this is the reason why I say if and only if Chicago. Um, he Why did he go to blue? To the blue and maize? Because it's his alma mater. Yeah. He apparently is trying to do a I want to go back home tour. Well, what's the next spot after Michigan? Either probably Chicago. You yeah. can probably say that Indianapolis is home, but not as, not as much of his career was spent as a Colt as it was a Bear. Yeah. So... Uh, and Indianapolis isn't firing their head coach anytime soon. No, probably not. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Chicago if okay. he goes. Now, speaking of which, who do you want in Chicago? I really don't know at this point. They're they're saying that they're not necessarily looking for an offensive guy or a defensive guy. They want a leader of men. So they're looking more at leadership than having a defensive background or an offensive background. Okay. 
but I think no matter who they hire, they've got to have an idea of how best to use Justin Fields. Yeah. So for me, I still keep coming back to Greg Roman of Baltimore. You you what sold me on that, he's, that pitch. What he's been you... able to do with Lamar Jackson, and when Lamar Jackson came got injured and got between COVID and injuries, being able to insert Tyler Huntley in there, and that Baltimore offense is still going, why not bring him in as the head coach? So no. I hope the, that he at least gets an interview. I 100% agree. Um, the, only other argue, the only other one that I, I keep hearing about is Ryan Day, uh, which I think is a mistake. Yeah, I think so too. I, I The other name that I think I would, from a Bears perspective, because uh, it kind of makes sense based on who's in charge of Ted Phillips, would be Pat Fitzgerald trying to get Pat Pat Fitzgerald to come out of uh, to come down from uh, Northwestern to take over the Bears. Yeah. Um, so with but I don't really know that, much about, about um, him as a coach, though. We really don't have much time left. We are past our hour mark. We're at an hour and ten now. Um, do you want to do John Madden or do you want to do him next week? Um, we can save it till next week. Okay. Um, yeah, we have a couple, give us the, the let's end on a good story. Um, okay. You know, the, um, you know what happened with the Chicago, the Iowa Cubs, former owner now. Yeah. Give me, so give me what, that story. Yeah. So what he did is. He sold the the former owner of the Iowa Cubs sold sold the franchise to an ownership group that owns multiple minor league baseball teams, and what he did is I got to get it open to get the actual dollar amount. Is he gave each employee of the team, whether they had worked for them for one season or multiple seasons, and he gave them two thousand dollars for each year that they worked for his team. Wow. It was just a goodwill gesture. Thanks for your thanks for all the hard work and service that you put into this team. Wow, and it looks like they have two guys that one played for 20 years and one worked for them for 30 years. Yeah. Life-changing money. That that there is life-changing money. That's cool. That's 50 yeah, that's 50 and 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 or 40 and 50 and 60,000 dollars each. That's that's pretty cool. So, yeah. with that good on uh, on it, let's head off. Rich, do you have any shout-outs for the week? Um, I do. You so do. So, a, a happy um, belated birthday, because we're doing this on the show, to, uh, to Grandpa Frank, 92 years young. Wow. So, um, he supposedly was still on his birthday. Uh, according to my dad, still was able to hustle some young kid for 10 bucks at the bowling alley on his birthday look at that by the way um just tell him that if he wants to make a hundred not let life uh life magazine ask him how to make it to a hundred yeah so he's still young we're hoping to uh we're hoping to take him to a ball game this year uh because i haven't been to a ball game in a couple of years let alone one with him uh, while he still can, but you know, he still goes bowling every, he still plays in a bowling league at 92 years old, still goes to the, uh, to the neighborhood tavern every day. 
to have a drink and chat with people as well as go out to the uh, the American Legion to sign the book and have a drink with folks. So he's still getting out there. It's not he's it's astonishing to see what what he's able to accomplish and still do um, at the young age of 92. So happy birthday, Grandpa Frank. Happy birthday, Grandpa Frank. I want to thank Grandpa Frank. I legitimately I've never met Grandpa. I, I met him at your wedding, met him at your yep. wedding. Outside of that, me and Grandpa Frank have no relationship. But I know that he's a lot of the reason why you have the fandom of of Cubs baseball that you do. And uh, it's it's a lot of the reason why you and I are friends. So it's because, I would say it's almost because of Grandpa Frank that you and I have the friendship we do because of him instilling what he has to you all these years. So happy birthday, Grandpa Frank. Um from us up here in Northwest Iowa as well. With that being said, Rich, what should I do? Um, well, first, uh, before you roll the outro, if you're listening to us on the Facebook, listening, uh, watching on the on uh, YouTube, like, like, subscribe, and uh, comment. And um, make sure to uh, subscribe to us if you listen to us in out in podcast land uh, so you can know when our newest episodes are posted each week and um thank you for joining us this week so mike why don't you roll the outro broadcasting live from somewhere in iowa this is balls and sticks the podcast with your hosts mike and rich